0: Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of
1: the written word.
0: Hello, everybody. We are here. We are back. We are live. And we are appreciative. If you are here for the first time, thank you. If you have returned, thank you. We are here. My name is Maccabee, and this lovely lady is
1: Chelsea CR. Depending on what day we're feeling,
0: we'll say we'll say Chelsea today. How's that? We'll say Chelsea. Okay, we'll do Chelsea. That's good for everybody. For those who uh, are seeing the video, hello. You'll notice that my video is a little bit different today because I got a new computer, so my video is a little bit wider. You see my whole little closet that i do all my recordings in uh even my voiceover stuff because best place to do it too i don't care what other people say
1: i don't know anything about voice acting but you always see them in the little like i don't know zoo things is what i call it like the little uh, yeah. so it even makes sense
0: our, our sound chambers
1: yes now you know how zoo animals feel
0: that's true i do mm-hmm. i also know how insane people feel because you know i stay in a padded room and talk to myself and still get paid for it. So, you know, it works.
1: It's pretty much a dream job.
0: It It, it is. You, when you can talk to yourself and still get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go over to join our, our fan page on Facebook today. We have a great uh, group of people that are on there all the time that I love to talk to about anything about their favorite books to what we're discussing, what we're showing and what we really think should be going on in the publishing world. And uh, yeah, that's always great to have that thing in there. Go to our website, of course, beyondthepenpodcast.com where you can see some of the featured episodes that we have up. Now, for those who don't know, the featured episodes that are on there right now are our top 10 episodes that everybody has been going after. And what is funny is the fact that our, my very first episode that I did is number one right now.
1: Well, I mean, that makes sense, because for all the new people that we've been getting, like, of course, they're to go back to the beginning. Just know, guys, my delightful self is not in the beginning. I just recently I came on. And so our fun, ridiculous stories don't start until about...
0: Yours was around episode 65, 66, your original right. one we did for the realms. But when coming on as co-host, I believe it was more around 75-ish, something like that. Really? Yeah. It was too far back. You still get her. So uh, you guys can also go to our Instagram page at Beyond the Pen Podcast or on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod. Come join us on there because we love to actually hear from our people. Uh, we got some stories that are coming up on that one, too, because its I never thought it would come to this. And Chelsea, I'm sorry about that, by the way.
1: Uh- <laughs> I think it's because we just talk about such nonsense on, the, on, on this episode every week. And we don't realize some of the stuff that it that we say, and it's clearly starting to get us in trouble. Well, me. Yeah, I was about trouble. to say,
0: I, I'm not, I haven't been lucky enough on that one yet. But also know that we have new episodes are uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as well as on Thursdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But that schedule is going to be changing. Uh, We're working with some things right now. We're going to be putting up the videos more. You know, a lot of things are changing, but it's getting better. That's the change. It's getting better. And of course, as you can see, like I said. So for everybody else, let's get let's go back to that voiceover thing real quick. So for those who don't know, I am a voice actor. Every once in a while, I do get some stuff. Still, it's still odd how that works, but it happens. But most people in the voiceover world, because those chambers that Chelsea was talking about are so expensive, they're like the price of a car, basically. Isn't
1: it plexiglass? Uh
0: huh. It's a lot of different things.
1: dude. I literally just built freaking plexiglass for our, our game room.
0: Yep. And that's what I'm saying is that there's a lot of DIYs out there that help when you first start. But when you become more professional, when you're doing it like every single day, every single week, every working with anime or anything like that, there are specific standards that have to be happened. If you're not going to their studio, you have to have a really good studio, but Mm -hmm. sometimes coming into your walk-in closet, because you already have stuff in here, that's going Mm -hmm. to block a lot of the echo-ness. You're absorbing all the echo-ness from the room. So you're going to get that that good feel of, um, that great sound. I also, as you can see, I have curtains up on certain areas because they go back a little bit further (laughs) and they also cover a lot of the clothes that are in here. And I don't want people to see what I have in here. (laughs) Some of my military stuff's in here too. So I like to keep it as far away as possible, but also the other reason why we do it is because it's cheap and it's easy to do too. So. You know, it makes sense. I mean, that's always good. Yeah.
1: Time-corny where you can is always amazing. And then it surprises people because mm-hmm. those DIYs are so great for so many different things, whether mm-hmm. it's voice acting or b- doing something for your house or friends or anything like that. And then when people get it, they're like, oh, where'd you get this? And it's like, no, I did that myself. Mm-hmm. And they're like. Blows their minds. It's always super fun. The problem is don't let them know that you know how to do it because now everybody just comes to you and it's just like, Hey, you remember that one time you made me that one thing? Can you make me like five more?
0: Yeah. Hey, but here's the other thing. You can also make a business out of it too. So.
1: But then see that takes the joy out of things. You know what I mean? Like, so I love to bake. I'm an amazing baker. Not me saying it. It's from everybody else. Every time we have parties, I, we always ask people, uh, we do like a potluck type thing. Plus we, we smoke food and barbecue and all of that. So one of the main things that has started is in my husband's office, they debate over the five things they want me to make. And then they start arguing. <laughs> so, and I enjoy it a lot. I don't know if I could ever do it on a professional level, just because it's so much fun. Sometimes it ruins it. Like when people are constantly demanding things for me, it's like, right. I love writing clearly. I have done 10 books in two and a half years, love writing. But then it gets to the point sometimes where they're like, hey, what are you writing today? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not writing today. And they're like, no, but this is a job. And it's like, yeah, it's a job, but it's also something I enjoy. So like, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. And I think a lot of artists do that. Yeah. But it's the same with like, let's say you really like making key change or something for like friends and family. If you had to do that every second of every day, are you still going to enjoy it?
0: I think depending on the person, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying because again, with voiceover, I love doing it when I can, but yeah. it's not the thing that's driving me right now because you know, one, I had to put I've basically just transitioned all my funds from all those auditions that I was doing for for uh, voiceover as well as you know some of the online casting companies something like that to the podcast because I enjoy doing this work.
1: You have to pay to audition?
0: You have to. There's a lot of times, yes, you do. So one of the things in voiceover that's happening is that unless you have an agent, and by the way, just because you have an agent, because I have one, doesn't mean they're always going to be sending you stuff. There's a broad time that you're not getting anything at all. So what the best things that you can do is you can go on these online casting companies one of them is uh, StarNow.com, which is a casting company based in the UK. So you get a lot of things from US to the UK, but you also get some that's in the Europe area and Australia. That cost about, I think, the last time I was on there, it was like fifty-six dollars uh, for six months. When your budget's very tight.
1: I mean That's true. That's very true. Yeah. See, I will never do the voice acting or like, so I have some that I love. Everybody knows if you don't, I am huge into anime, manga, everything like that. Absolutely love it. No, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, seriously. No. Yes. Yeah, no. I have some of those, a- those voice actors that I'm like, yes, let's do this. I will watch this anime just to hear your voice. hmm uh-huh. But I can't, I would never be able to do that, like pretending, but which is stupid because I write books, which means I I do it on a different level. I could not be 50 different people. I have enough issues with my own seven personalities that like, and that's not a hit on anything. That's literally depending on my days, depending on who I'm going to be that day. I even have troubles when I write sometimes when I go through and I am doing this dark series versus, um couple of these new projects i'm doing like it messes with my head pretty bad oh yeah so to to have to fully immerse yourself into being one of those characters i would probably end up like leonardo DiCaprio or something and end up being one of those like method
0: method actors
1: method actors yeah see don't you know enough about the stuff to even claim it
0: oh trust me i get it there's there's many days where i'm like dear god just I can't do it. The I have too many people that I have in my head right now. I was, and by the way, when I was looking down, people just for those. I was trying to look up a specific voice actor that I I couldn't remember what her her name was. Uh, but I like there's like 15 different animes that I've been uh, watching as of late. That <laughs> I know I'm a big anime fan too. It's 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 no. I know you <laughs> no. <I'm> just... <laughs> the hawaii the hawaiian poster in the back there's there's certain ones that i really love and i i didn't want to destroy her name that's the other reason why i didn't want to destroy her last name uh because it's japanese and my japanese sucks badly
1: E's or eyes eyes or
0: e (laughs) exactly otherwise
1: that's exactly how it spells
0: yeah but it also depends on the the
1: uh inflection the
0: inflection uh and where they're from too so (laughs) it can be very weird but there is this uh american one uh, uh, english uh, dubbing uh actress and i want to say her name is kelsey and i don't want it i want to say it is but she's been doing some really good work as of late and i'm like okay Uh, i love like every time i see like an isekai or a uh, what's the word I want to say? Uh, a romance or anything of those. I can't remember what the romance version is.
1: I think it's a Sekai.
0: Sekai. That's right. I always hear her voice in it on the dubs. Now, I also do the subs too. Don't worry about that. I I'll, I'll hear hers like on every single one I've hit. And I'm like she is so good she is so talented and for those who are trying to get into voiceover trust me it's not easy it depends on which one like what type of niche you're going into besides anime dub
1: but my favorite anime and then we got to get to our topic because Absolutely. i will go on with anime forever True. my favorite in the entire world is johnny on he does ichigo he does um yukio he does um uh, lelouch are you kidding me like that dude's voice is insane. Like, I just want to, now it, it gives me slow nightmares because Power Rangers are some of my biggest nightmares in my entire world. But <laughs> the fact that he was, what, it bothers me on a subconscious level. So I just ignore that part.
0: So he was one of the original uh, Power Rangers. Yes. From and
1: Japan. I can't do it. Like, I cannot do it. Power Rangers terrified me as a child. And I just want to tell you, that is not a killed children's show. They are clearly tripping on something. And the fact that nobody calls the police on a bunch of kids that are getting dressed up, throwing freaking knives and everything everywhere is an even bigger issue. Yeah, I had a very weird fears as a kid. But yeah, Power Rangers, one of them. I still can't do it. And, And I do a lot of conventions that they show up as. And I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, don't do that. Like, stay over there. Like, just wave from a distance but stay over there. Danny it's, thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. She's always like, "Okay, Charles, don't turn this way." And I'm like, "It's not fun. Like, it's serious. they creep me out. I don't know why."
0: Mm, let's see, because this gets into our topic a little bit about high school and
1: yes. and all
0: those things. Because high school
1: trauma, guys. Let's high school do it. trauma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the topics that we we're going to be talking about is you know the glamorizing of high school in books and the way that one the publishers and the public view it but then also what the author views it as because a lot of these if you listen to the last episode we we have is that a lot of that stuff that that's in her book with uh Kelly Vincent their book is based on her uh, on their life excuse me I gotta get my pronouns right that's what happens a lot of a lot of these things happen. And again, if you go to the previous previous episode, uh, we were talking about how a lot of times there are points where you it's very difficult to take something that happens. Say for me in the 80s, the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, 70s. I wasn't born in the 70s. I was 80. My old age is catching up with me. Go figure.
1: Uh, but, it's okay. You had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me down now. Just go ahead and put me down. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, no, um, things that happened in the 80s and 90s would not happen today. Mm-hmm. There are still some of those situations that will always happen. Bullying will always happen. Teasing will always happen, especially between friends. Come on now. We're gonna make exactly. fun of each other. That's that's the joys yes. of friendship.
1: Whether you like somebody or you don't like somebody, there's always gonna be some type of teasing. Mm-hmm. And there's the huge difference between teasing, right? That we talked about before, teasing and bullying. Yes. Which you can't even, you know, call somebody a butthead nowadays without being all of a sudden you're, you're compromising somebody's mental state.
0: Well, here's the thing though. Bullying has changed and teasing has changed just because of technology.
1: Oh, but didn't know. Okay. So let's get into high school story. When I was in high school, social media was just starting. That's telling my age. We were the MySpace generation. Okay. So we go and with that we were the first people that started like the serious, like social media bullying, you know what I mean? Mm. Like starting the fake profiles and doing all, there was that weird thing that started for a while. It was like anonymous or something like that. Not like the cool hacker guys, but like the, it, that was with the website. You could go on and say whatever the hell you wanted to about anybody. And then it would tie it into your MySpace. Yeah. We're six months of my life. Because obviously just like the internet now, none of it has to be true, right? True. So I had an issue. Actually, I didn't have an issue. I didn't care about anybody in high school. It was freaking high school. I was out in four years and I was good. Mm -hmm. People always have issues with somebody in school. Somebody always doesn't like you, right? For everybody in school. This so happened to be one of those cheerleader girls, and I was I was not combative. I was just not a submissive type person in high school. And so she had assumed, because I got partnered up, cliche, you ready? I got partnered up with her boyfriend for a science project. She then goes on to this website and says that I was trying, I slept with her boyfriend and stole him. Mm. I was 14. Like, are you kidding me? You should not be having sex at 14, kids. Okay. No. I didn't, but that was her whole thing. That That had to be the reason why we were partners on this science thing. But it got so big in school as a freshman in high school, it got so big that it tainted my entire high school career. And then you started getting the weird things from the guys, which is why I became a very combative person, is because when you have those situations, you got to defend yourself. And I feel like that's justified. But my school was like, this isn't technically bullying, because you can't prove it's anybody from this school. Even though it would be like this wasn't her name, but it would be like Jane Smith, maybe was like the little tag, right? And it's like, no, it definitely is. And the school would be like, no, it could be anybody. And I'm just like, okay. So like when I was in high, it was the first time that like cyberbullying was not bullying. Right. It didn't count because it didn't happen on school grounds, which has changed nowadays to a certain degree. Where nowadays, if people do those types of things, they can get into a little bit of trouble, but the schools still dismiss it. They act like it doesn't count. It doesn't affect you. But the fact is, if it's on the Internet, unless you know some people, it's always on the Internet.
0: It's true. And it is one of those things when, yes, it can get to that point, especially when um, physical harm comes to that person or they yeah. unal- unalive themselves. Um, I, I hate how you have to have you have to say unalive yourself anymore. It, it's l- let's just say what it is. It's suicide. I was
1: about to say it's it's suicide. It's suicide. Like, it is what
0: it is it, right and and it's sad, but it happens. And sad to say is a lot of it comes from the schools because again, when you get a lot of teenage children together, in in one place, they're going through the exact same thing, hormones all over the place, their thinking's not the best, the maturity level is always down low.
1: Right, not to mention how you are in your home life obviously impacts how you are in schools. Exactly. And a lot of times, it's kind of like the playground mentality, which I still firmly believe. Like, if a little boy is mean to you on the playground, and it's just not, like, terrible, but, like... He probably, think, like, he doesn't know what he's doing and he right. likes you in some way, right? In high school, that gets escalated to, like, the the oomph degree. Right. It is insane. And then you get jealousy, right? Yeah. You have, especially with girls, some are developing, some aren't, some are more developed than other, And it turns into that terrible, like, jealousy thing. And I think in some ways, like, guys just think it's funny. Most of my friends in high school were guys, which is one of those cliche things. But I grew up in a small neighborhood. It was all guys. It was like me and my three sisters. And that was it. The rest of them were guys. So it just happened. Yeah. But they would tell us all the time, like, you guys are crazy. Nobody cares that she has the same hair color. And I'm like, right? But girls take it like it's a personal affront. Like you just told them that, you know, you killed their dog or something because you're wearing the same dress or the same top. High school is a nightmare,
0: Mac. It is, especially for women, especially for girls. I, I definitely will say that. Guys, the worst we have it is, is when you have it, when you all of a sudden have that immediate erection at the wrong time. Or the crack time. in your
1: voice. Or the I love in. seeing boys' faces when their voices cracked. It was amazing. I don't Just know what you're talking laughing. about. It's like really weird shit, too. But it was always so funny. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And then their faces go like beet red. And then you have the people that like are partially getting facial hair. And the ones that are teenage years are terrible. Like so weird and awkward. And I think social media has made it worse.
0: Yeah, it has. Because
1: Because you have these 13, 14 year old kids that look like they're in their 20s and 30s.
0: And again, you have the idea of what. Fake social media is comparative to real social media is when somebody says, and that's why there were so many um, commercials with I think it was Johnson and Johnson, I think was one of them, or um, a lot of the beauty um, products that were going out.
1: Yeah, the one where they splashed it all over their face. Tell me one parent that would walk into that bathroom and be like, "Oh, that's great, honey. I'm so glad you washed your face."
0: No, we're like you better clean that shit up. Come on,
1: lose her mind. Are you kidding? She'd be like, "Oh, really? This is how we're doing this?" And I'd be like, "Oh, god."
0: Oh yeah, you better you better not be coming up like this and get all water all over the place. <laughs> I don't think so, girl. Uh, uh-huh. you better clean that shit up. That's exactly what one of my hillbilly moms would say to their daughters.
1: Oh my god, I want to be your hillbilly
0: mommy. Oh my gosh, um, Penny is so she's this five foot nothing book, nothing, uh, wet, uh, hillbilly woman that helped raise me when I, when my dad was a correction officer back in the day, he was a single dad family next door. I grew up with hillbillies in the country. It happens. Um, which is even more hilarious because, uh, my hillbilly dad would actually say the N word, the bad N word (laughs) in a loving way.
1: So I take it they were white. Oh is what you're getting.
0: Oh about. straight up white. Straight okay. they're they're whiter <laughs> than glue. Okay. They are pale yeah. as pale can be. Um, well, okay, if you're a wrestling fan, okay, if you're old school wrestling like WWF wrestling, mm-hmm. Hillbilly Jim, that was that was my Hillbilly Dad. He literally oh, right. looked like that. He was he was a truck driver uh in the in the area I grew up with and, uh, it's called Stockton Indiana. Um it, it it's one of those places that had like five major buildings and that was it.
1: Careful about saying where you live, Mac. We just talked about this. I don't <laughs> live
0: there anymore. I grew up there. Good lord.
1: Okay.
0: They can't find everything about me. No. Um <laughs> we'll get to that too in a minute too um no but i grew up as the only black kid in an entire town until i got into another place and i grew up there and i was the only black kid in an entire county go figure on that one too but i know there there were days that was good there was days that was bad but going back to what he was saying i didn't know any better i was like four or five years old I didn't care. I just knew that's what it was called. And he didn't do it to be mean. He was, that was the way it was back in the eighties, seventies yeah. and
1: eighties. I mean, I gotta say that I grew up in a small town in a state that I will not divulge. And I did not see, I didn't know about black people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it wasn't like it was hidden or anything. It's just, there were, there was, there wasn't even a Spanish, for nothing. It was a very small town And then, um, my aunt Heather came with her husband and like, we were, I think that same age, like five, six. And like, I was just like, Holy crap. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And my mom was like, stop staring. And I was like, no, it's just because we used to watch the old school, like thundercats and stuff. I was like, is he, is he like the villain? And my mom was like, what? Because I, to Skeletor, like that was my only, like, that was where I went. So, and she was like, no, honey, he, he's black. And I'm like, I know. And they're like, she's like, it's like a person. I'm like, hold on. So like, he can't do magic. And my mom was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, he can't do magic. And she was like, no, but it was because that was the only kind of color differential that like I'd ever seen in my life. And then we moved and, like, I grew up and was around other races. But until that point, like like you said, that five, six, I had no idea that there was any other people besides white people.
0: If we're going to use the Thundercat uh, as an example, we would be the blue guy. We would be, I think his name was Thundara. No, that was the. Oh, I um, think so. Yeah. Yeah. We were the blue. We were the blue guy.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was what I, and my most disappointing moment in that whole thing is I thought this man could do magic. (laughs) Like I thought he could do something crazy, was going to like change my entire life. No, super awesome guy. Don't get me wrong. But like the fact he couldn't do magic, I feel like I still deep down hold it against him.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you don't hold it against me. Good Lord.
1: Well, no, I'm an adult now. Now I know. But it was just, it's that, that kid mentality, right? So going back being, you know, let's say middle school, you start watching those shows and those movies about high school. You have this great idea of how epic this thing is going to be and how amazing it's going to be. And then life smacks you. And is like, guess what, honey, this is not a TV show. Yeah. (laughs) This is reality. And is it hurting us or is it helping us? Well, let's, let's
0: look at some of the examples that we have around us that have glamorized uh high school life look look oh, okay. literally
1: every show
0: every show okay let's but let's look at it from a different point of view let's look at it from a generational point of view okay, okay. so back in the 70s eight, basically any anything up to like the early 90s there was the term called the nuclear family and the nuclear family was mom dad brother sister that was it, and the dog okay so that was the nuclear family version.
1: okay? You,
0: but it was it was all it was all white people, all white people, you use white people taking over the world. Dang it, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was Caucasians, but we yeah. we black people we had a we had a certain place we had we had uh, the um, prior to the 90s, we had, obviously we had the Jeffersons, uh, which is more of your loud version of it. Uh you had uh Samson and Son. Um and then of course you had um Cosby oh sh- Show. Huh?
1: Cosby Show. Bernie Mac Show. Do you remember that one? Oh, Holy yeah. crap. My oh, wife yeah. and kids. Oh god. What was the other one? It was Steve Urkel. Family Matters. But that
0: was nineties. That was nineties though. Oh same that thing, was 90s. Same with Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was still considered part of the nineties. I think it was oh, 89, yeah. 88, 89. So okay. But the, the thought process was, is that everything was perfect. Everything, every problem was resolved by the end of the show.
1: 30 minutes.
0: Exactly. But in reality, we all know that's BS. We know that is such BS. It's nice. Is funny.
1: it though? Well. If you think about it, if people did like they did in these TV shows, right? They had the conflict then they were angry about it. Somebody says, Hey, maybe you guys should sit down and talk about it. You sit down, you talk about it. Would it not be cleared up instead of holding year days, weeks, months, years of the resentment? If you would have just sit down and had a conversation.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. And it, it is something that we've forgotten or we've lost or because of the fact that certain Situations have changed because one of the things that you noticed in those nuclear families was that there really was never any issue with drugs, alcohol, pornography, any of that. There was no situation with it. What was
1: Fresh Prince?
0: Fresh Prince uh, was 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because
1: that's when they started introducing the drugs and stuff like that into scene.
0: Well, no, not necessarily because back in the day there was always something because Cosby Show did it too. Because there was a point where they found um, Theo had uh, was holding onto a uh, uh, for a, a roach for roach. Um, <laughs> go figure that going with you. But it was never because he was the one doing it. It was just because he held onto it for someone else.
1: Okay, let's be realistic. Everybody who ever said they were just holding something for a friend. <laughs> True. Okay, like, True. And if... Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. All right. If the worst thing your kid does is smoke pot, guys, be freaking thankful. I went to school during the thing where everybody was doing the the pills and all of that oh, yeah. craziness, trying to like freak out because we were in the – I don't know if you guys had it. We had a senior exit project, which means the four years in high school meant nothing if this one project did not get a B or higher. No, we you didn't We would that. be stuck in high school again. So everybody was like crossing your fingers. You got it first semester because if you got it second and you failed, you had to go and repeat your entire senior year. So I noticed they started when I was in my sophomore year, Mm -hmm. they started implementing this to make kids strive for something like the four years of hell isn't bad enough. (laughs) So I started noticing all of those kids, everybody started acting weird. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was because they were so worked up and so overwhelmed with the fact that your entire high school career was contingent on finishing this one project and doing it perfectly. Everybody was on pills or they were drinking and you would see the top tier kids just start to crack. Yeah. Which I think was in what Beverly Hills 90210?
0: Yeah. Something like that. Well, here's the other thing. Again, it's not saying that these shows didn't start doing that. Like, for instance, uh, Saved by the Bell, which is an 80s, late, I think it was late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So it was about that time when things were starting to transition Mm -hmm. a little bit more because of shows like The Cosby Show, Dragnet, and all these other ones that were out there. I always say Dragnet just because I remember that there was an issue, there was an episode of Dragnet where they were dealing with pot. That's the only reason why, but there was one about caffeine pills and the, how addictive they can be and how it was just destroying, um, oh my gosh, what was her name? She was the, uh, the tall, smart one. I'm not saying anybody else wasn't smart, but in terms of her archetype, she was the, the nerd. She was the beautiful nerd. I'll put it that way. But she was so addicted on caffeine pills because she was so under so much stress.
1: Yeah, it's but do you think that's helped, though? Okay, so look at it this way, right? We went from the 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, where it was kind of this glamorized lifestyle, right? So then you automatically as you are watching those things, you're like, crap, my family's not like that. Like, eh, I want the Cosby family or whatever. Then you go into the 90s. And you're like, okay, these kids are kind of messed up, too. Yeah. Then you start feeling better. Yeah. Then we start getting into the ones where these kids are doing these incredible things. Like the, what was the big one with the vampires, the, the vampire diaries. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Holy crap. Okay. So when I was in high school, that was out and everybody was like waiting for this like great thing to happen. First of all, there's no way that's like Smallville. Right. Okay. Tom Welling in my high school, are you kidding me? There's no freaking way you can believe that dude was in, it's fine. It's fine. But you go through and you get to the point where kids are like, okay, some of these kids had crappy families, right? Yes. And so you start having that more of a, it's okay to kind of be messed up. You can still go through. And then you throw in freaking vampires. Like.
0: Look at the Adams family. Come on now.
1: First of all, Adams family is delightful. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Especially- and the
1: Munsters. Oh my God. Do you remember the Munsters? I was so much fun.
0: Okay. Seriously. You're asking an old guy who grew up in the eighties. If he remembers <laughs> the even- Munsters.
1: I will tell you, I was getting in trouble with my sister because she's like, have you seen Riverdale? And I'm like, like Archie, like the old Archie comics. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, like the old like cartoon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. So I watched it. It was good for a couple seasons, but I don't know what the hell they did. It was that fun blend, which I know this is total tangent, fun blend of, like, the 20s, 50s era and, like, modern times. Super cute. Yeah. However, if I was a high school kid watching what those kids are doing, no. But again,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I was lucky
1: to go a month without getting into an, an argument or a fight or something. And it wasn't always my fault. I just want to preface that, like...
0: Of course, of course. But here, let's put it this way. If anything like that happened in Riverdale, I'd be asking my parents, mom, dad, we got to go. We got to move.
1: Right. That's the other thing, right? So all of these parents know they have these terrible histories, okay? Terrible histories in this town. But then you stay. And not only do you stay, you have children. And then you know that these children are going to run into this stuff and nobody leaves. Yeah. Nobody leaves. Are you flipping kidding me? Like, I would be on the other side of the frigging country. Like, I don't think so, gargoyle king. Not today. Like, no. And they stayed. Like, okay, I can't do this. Mac, we're going to get into like, I know. I know. We'll,
0: we'll get it. We'll, we'll go into that whole thing about the family development in books and everything <laughs> else too, like that too. But glamorizing these stories is exactly what we're talking about in terms of, yes, it's TV, but it's also happening in books. And it's it also. Is understanding the difference between what is real, what is not, and how you're trying to make something happen that's not realistic. Now, obviously, if it's fiction, you can put a twist on certain things, yada, yada, yada. But that's
1: literally my whole career. (laughs)
0: Literally, it's her whole life. She puts a twist on everything. Come on now. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is that, There has to be a sense of realism for when you're creating these characters, when you're developing these characters over time in the story or even when they're not in the story. Best thought that I've ever had when I'm creating a character for somebody is I create an entire backstory for them that could almost be like an actual um, an actual book itself. That's just for me. That's for me. I know I'm stupid like that, but again,
1: no. You want to know it's terrible. You ready for another t- Chelsea's a, a terrible author moment? Um, you don't do that. If you've read my books, I thankfully everybody really enjoys my books, so it's not in that aspect. Right. It's in the I am not a typical author. Mm-hmm. I know people that go and sit down and they come up with these elaborate stories before they even do their own story. Right? Like this is my character. This is Mac. This is his life. He does this in his part-time. He does all of this. Chelsea doesn't do that. Chelsea goes, hey, you know, it'd be a really cool idea. And then I write half of a freaking book. Then people are like, hey, so what's their backstory? And I'm like, crap. I guess they kind of need a backstory, right? Like everybody needs a backstory. And I throw something together. And they're like, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because I had no idea. And that's okay. As an author, like everybody always thinks that you're supposed to plot and all of that stuff. You don't have to. I have ten books that say otherwise, so <laughs> you don't have to do it.
0: And, and that's the <laughs> joys of this stuff. That's the joys because there's that's why there's so many different styles of writing. I'm a plotter. She's a, pa- a panther, a panther, panther, panther.
1: I'm a chaos writer.
0: Just...
1: It's literally, I, it was dubbed by Erica Lance, who is a wonderful woman. She is the CEO of Four Horsemen Publications. And she had asked me that question. And I was like, what the heck did, what are either of those? And so she had explained to them and she's like, so which are you? And I was like, I don't do either of those. And she's like, that's not possible. Like you have to do one or the other. And I'm like, okay. So I brought her to where I do all of my writing. And she's like, what the hell is this? And I was like, this is my process. And she's like, I can't be here right now. I can't be here. Like, this is this is not okay. I don't even know what you're doing. Don't ever show this to anybody. And I was <laughs> like, Okay, okay, no problem, whatever. So then she said that she can only think to call me a chaos writer. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it.
0: Walking vial of chaos. What can I say? But that's a great thing. Again, these are just thoughts, these are just tips and tricks that we're throwing out there from mm-hmm. our different experiences. I do storytelling a different way than Chelsea does. As you can tell, I plant, I plot a little, a lot of things and we develop it different ways, but we're still getting the stories out there. Okay.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So we're going to close out on that for this week. We want you to go back, learn your different styles. Here's some tips, do your own research, do your own writing, figure out what works for you. What doesn't work for you? Develop it over time. Educate yourself. Because one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to be bringing on a guest for the next episode. Her name is Annie Delray. And she is... How can I put this? She is a walking vial of sunshine with a tidbit of chaos. But she does it in a way that helps you to see the common sense in your life. We're going to be talking about her book and I'm just not just straight up cursing just for the heck of it. it I'll do it. <laughs> okay. You do it then. That's fine.
1: She wrote a book called the shit I wish I knew in high school, which is why our whole topic was something to do with high school.
0: Glamorizing high school. So,
1: Yes. And what we need from everybody is to comment or share or send us a message of their favorite or worst moment in high school that you were happy with sharing. And then we'll see. We'll see which ones. Maybe we'll read them. Now, that seems well, I mean, if you're posting it on the Internet, you're cool with people reading it. Right. Of course. So maybe we'll pick our top ones and then we'll share those on an episode.
0: I could see that going. Yeah, why not? And and see how we can help each other with this. Because I'm telling you right now, there's going to be somebody that's went through the same thing that you did. Oh, yeah. We all did. You
1: You have to. There has to be somebody that went through the same thing. Exactly. Or something very similar. How about that? Because I know a lot of people don't like it when you're like, oh, I went through the exact same thing. They're like, no, you did not. And in reality, we never really go through the exact same thing. We go through our own version of it
0: which is what everybody needs to think about when they are talking about their own stories, when they're writing their stories and they have to understand that people will see it as a certain way. And when you're explaining, Hey, this is what I went through. Here's what the character's going through. Everybody, we got to remember characters come from us. The characters live within us. So technically they're going through the exact same thing. We are. That's what makes a great author. That's why, all these characters that we create and we develop over time make sense why you connect with them. So, Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that another time. So until next time, I'm Maccabee. I'm Chelsea. And we're here for you. If you ever need to talk to us, if you ever wanted to just reach out to us again, Go join our fan page on P- Facebook today. You're going to meet a lot of great other people that are interested in books, or who knows, you may even talk to one of our guest authors on there too. And then of course, again, go to our Beyond beyondthepinpodcast.com so that you can learn everything about what we decide to put out there, plus what our authors put out there, where you can find them, their favorite books, links to their books, and then of course comment on the show on YouTube but again go see us out on our Instagram webs our Instagram pages at beyond the pen podcast and on Twitter at beyond the pen pod so until next time folks keep writing keep inspiring keep sharing and unleashing your creativity